You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. You can also interact with the show on Locker Room, who brings you this show today. Locker Room is changing the way that we talk about sports, and we have a hangout session live every Tuesday on Locker Room uh, for iOS. Find me there as well at Ryland underscore Styles, and again, follow the show on Twitter. We live tweet every game on Twitter at Locked On Royals. On today's show, we're going to recap the Royals game against the Rangers, and wow, what a wild game that that was! Today's show is brought to you by Locker Room. Again, changing the way we talk about sports. This game was crazy, and let's start with the game overview before we get into that wild first inning. So, before this game, number one, the Royals set their official roster, and the only thing that was different from what we went over in the pregame show was Irvin Santana did not make the club. Irvin Santana was not selected. Instead, it was Carlos Hernandez who got to pitch in this game and pitched really well. What it came down to, to me, is that Irvin Santana did not pitch overwhelmingly great in spring. He pitched, he pitched good enough to earn a job in spring, but it wasn't so overwhelming that you had to DFA somebody. To where you, you know, if, if the conversation, which it was, it was getting him on the 40-man roster of how do you do that? If it took DFAing a guy, it wasn't worth it anymore. And so they no longer found it worth it to DFA somebody, and instead they used Carlos Hernandez, who pitched good in this game. We'll talk about that in a second. But that was kind of the only big surprise from the roster because everything coming out of camp from the Athletic and other places was that Irvin Santana would make the club, and, and he just did not. So in this game beforehand, of course, you had the whole Bali Sports fiasco as they take over as the new TV Provider just switching over from Fox Sports. And, and like I said on the pregame show, I gave them a generous C-plus on Lockdown Thunder. They got about a, a D-plus, C-minus for the baseball side of things. The scoreboard is still terrible. Uh, the Putting the outs on the right-hand side of the screen for out number one and, and then you know not striking the left-hand side is pretty weird. Also, not having the outs as a bright color, like a bright yellow or something, is... Stupid, because you know if you're not keeping track, you don't exactly know how many outs there are unless you're really paying attention. It was a terrible score bug. It was just terrible. Everything else was good. The pre other pretty produced graphics were good. The score bug was terrible. Uh, of course, they had a huge kerfuffle whenever pregame that they tweeted out the graphic. Not only was Mondesi still on the pregame graphic for this opening day, but they used the Indiana Pacers hashtag and not the Kansas City Royals hashtag. Look. I personally feel bad for the Bali Sports social media team, but whenever you make a mistake that big and you just fuel, you just put fuel on the fire, there's nothing that, that I can do for you at that point. I mean, I think it's a bit ridiculous what fans are doing to, to the social media aspect of it. And, and I mean, like, the, the social media coordinator for Bali Sports has no control over if Sinclair gets a deal done with YouTube or Hulu, or, or Hulu they have no control of that over at all. So, so complaining to them and, and riddling their, their feeds with complaints and, and rants is not really worth it at all. 
they understand they don't have a deal done and they're working on it and it may never come and it might come. Who knows? But what's not going to change anything is the response on Twitter. So I felt really bad for them. But, the way, but then whenever you step in it and do the Pacers hashtag thing, you just kind of you just kind of add more and more and more. One thing that I think that Kansas City fans, because you don't have an NBA team, need to understand is that this is not a baseball thing. It's not a baseball thing. It's not a Royals thing. It's a sports thing. It's not a Fox Sports Kansas City thing or a Bally Sports Kansas City thing. This is an in general Sinclair Bali Sports situation. Every single market, every single regional network for Bali Sports is dealing with the exact same thing. So it's not the Royals' fault. It's not baseball's fault. And there's absolutely no way to get out of this deal for Kansas City. So the Royals cannot change anything about this at all. And neither can baseball. It's simply up to the two independent parties of Sinclair and YouTube TV and Hulu TV and whoever else, uh, whatever else provider you have that does not have the, the access to this channel. So complaining about that was kind of, it was kind of a drag for the start of opening day. Where that's all people were talking about. But then opening day officially started and it was no big deal. Alex Gordon got the pit, got to throw the first pitch and, and start things out. So where he got his, he got his warm ovation from fans in the stands at Coffin Stadium one last time. Of course, it was not max capacity, but still better than nothing. And it was really cool that he was pitching, you know, giving out the first pitch. They hyped it up as if I thought that they were going to do something bigger. Like I thought they were going to have like have him announce his jersey retirement or something, but it ended up just being the first pitch, which was good. The starters, of course, were Kyle Gibson and, and Brad Keller. The lineups were Merrifield, Benatendi, Carlos Santana, Salvador Perez, Jorge Soler, Hunter Dozier, Kyle Isbell, Michael A. Taylor, Nicky Lopez. I was very worried entering this game about the bottom third of that order. And they played really well. And then I really like Benny going second. I hope that Benny stays there at that second, at that two hole uh, moving forward, even when Modesty comes back. But the, I thought the lineup was really good for, for Mike Matheny. The Rangers lineup was uh, Israel Kiner-Falefa, David Dahl, Joe E. Gallo, Nick Sol- Solak, Nate Lowe, Brad Brock, Eli White, and uh, Tavares, as well as Trevino. A lot of names you've never heard of. And, and yet the Rangers still jumped out to a huge lead. In the first inning, they go up 5-0. They are able to capitalize on some bad pitching from Brad Keller. Brad Keller was an absolute train wreck today. I mean, you, there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He was an absolute train wreck. I mean, he just could not hit his spots. He couldn't locate. He couldn't be effective. He couldn't full hitters. He was terrible today. And he got bailed out. I and mean, you, you go down 5 nothing, and then the silent picks you up. And, and that's, that's the start of what to expect this year, to where... You're not going to come back down whenever you get down five nothing every single time, obviously. But when this game's a three-run game in the third inning, it doesn't feel like it's over. It, it doesn't feel like it's over, and you should turn the TV off. And that's a great thing. That's what Kansas City's missed for a long time. And you wonder how much of the hitting is sustainable, but also I don't think that we're going to have many scenarios where Brad Keller gives up five runs to start the game, right? I, I mean, he gave up more runs in this first inning than he did all last year at Kauffman Stadium. I don't think we're having very many outings like this from Brad Keller. Maybe that's hopeful thinking or wishful thinking, uh, but even if the hitting regresses a little bit to where you're not scoring 14 runs, duh, your pitching is also going to do a lot better than they did today, especially Brad Keller. And really, beyond Brad Keller, uh, for the spots that they were put in, this pitching staff did a really good job, and Matheny did a really good job of managing this pitching staff. But Brad Keller was atrocious today, but who was not atrocious was Michael A. Taylor. Michael A. Taylor was phenomenal. Now, you know... I've been very hard on this Michael A. Taylor signing all offseason. He's an elite defender. I've said that over and over and over again. And he shows you that he's an elite defender in this game with the two uh, amazing throws to gun down runners and, and truly 
in every sense of the word, run saving throws. And in a game that you win by four, saving two runs off the board is a big deal. I mean, that's a huge deal. Two run saving throws that really helped you win this game. And then he goes and hits a home run. So that's now three runs that he's produced in a way, if you think about it. It's where he's he's stopping two from producing, and that's allowing you to stay on the lead, and then producing the run with the home run. And then the RBI single comes aboard. And then another RBI single. What, what, what Michael A. Taylor did on the scoreboard today is immaculate. He saves two runs, produces three, and was the reason that you won this ball game. In a game you won by four, he prevented two and scored three. Michael A. Taylor had a huge impact on winning this ball game today, and he was a signing I was very critical of. Now, now, how often can he do this? Not very often, right? Well, let's not get crazy after one game, uh, but it does it does open the door and the possibility of him being an below, a below average hitter. And if you have that elite defense and you're simply a below average hitter, you've turned into an all around really good player. As we talked about in the preseason, his defense can be elite, but if he's the worst hitter in baseball, then it averages out to a mediocre at best ball player. If those two things are true. Now, if he's an elite defender and a slightly below average hitter, then it averages out to a above average to good player in general. And that's a possibility for Michael A. Taylor. He was really impressive. And, and I know I'm 23 years old, so you guys that are older probably have a lot uh, more stories and a lot more uh, you know, experience. But you'd be hard-pressed to find a better Royals debut than Michael A. Taylor. And, and it's, uh, figuring his backstory for a second, but especially just the way that he's performed. But whenever you factor in, he's the worst hitter in baseball for the, his entire career. And then he goes out there and hits a home run, hits two RBI singles, and makes the game-saving plays in the field. Who's had a better debut than that? Uh, no, I'm, I'm genuinely asking. If you have a if you have a story, let me know on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Who has a better debut than that in Kansas City history? Michael A. Taylor was incredible. Coming up, we're going to talk about Kyle Isbell, Nicky Lopez, Salvador Perez, Jorge Soler, and the bullpen. All coming up. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds, and props almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline even has you covered for the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets since you sign up. So head on over to the website today at BetOnline.ag and use your mobile device and sign up today at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit. That's a 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit. BetOnline.ag your online sportbook experts, promo code locked on, 50% welcome bonus your first deposit. We bet on today's Royals game. You'll find out how I did at the end of the show. And I bet using betonline.ag and promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on my first deposit. Betonline.ag, promo code locked on. You can bet on every single Royals game with me. We are back on Locked On Royals. I want to tell you right now about our good friends over to Locked On Today podcast. Get all of the sport news you need in less time with the new Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest stories of every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts from. I love starting my mornings with the Locked On Today podcast. Keep me up to date on everything happening in the sports world. And I have to jump right now to Kyle Isbell. Kyle Isbell is going to be so much fun to watch. And this is a guy that's never played above A ball, gets the major league debut, major league start in right field, 
He makes a good defensive play while at the plate going three for five with a run scored and two RBIs. Now, he just said there's two strikeouts, but I'll live with that. I'll live with that every single day. Three for five, a run scored, two RBIs. And yes, a ball is above Arizona Fall League, but this is yet another example of a young player who is just not phased by the moment. And, and yes, he's 24 years old, and BWJ is 20 years old. But it's a young player not phased by the moment, does not care at all whatsoever, and steps up to Kauffman Stadium and helps win ball games. We're at number 28. He's going to be a fan favorite for Kansas City. I think he's going to steal your heart this year. Plays like Gordon. He's going to hit better than Gordon, I think, in his career. And Kyle Isbell is going to be really awesome to watch. This lineup is really awesome to watch. Whit Merrifield has a three-hit day with a home run. Whit Merrifield is just proving once again he's an elite hitter. But Attendee goes only, what, one for five in this game, but also gets a walk and also had a hit stolen from him. He had an absolute slicer towards left field, and it got caught. And it was a good play. It showed off the range of the left fielder for Texas, David Dahl. It got caught. Things happened, but that was a good hit, and it was a good intent on that hit. And then, of course, the single to start things off in the first inning to really get that rally going. But attendee was really good in this game. Santana. Santana had the bounce back. And, and I know it's one game. I know it's one game. But my biggest overreaction from this game is that Santana will bounce back this year. Carlos Santana will bounce back this year, and he'll do exactly what you paid him to do. And what you paid him to do was get on base. You paid him to draw walks. You paid him to see pitches. You paid him to do what he did in this very game. In this very game, he gets an abundant amount of walks and sees about 500 pitches in the process. I mean, how many pitches did he watch this this game? He gets three bases on balls, a hit, an RBI, and two runs scored. He did exactly what you gave him the two-year contract for. Some guys just have it, and some guys just know how to play. And Santana knows how to play. And one of those impressive parts about this was on that jam shot by Soler, Santana is able to go from first to third. And it shows that he's not a veteran who's resting on his laurels or is just kind of biding his time here at the end of his career, that he truly cares about this team and cares about performing well. Because nobody, if, if on that jam shot, if Santana goes first to second, Nobody even notices. Nobody bats an eye. Nobody says he should have went further. Nobody expects of a guy the elk of Carlos Santana and the skill set of Santana, nobody expects one first to third on a jam shot to center field. But he did because he was running hard and he was giving it all on every single play. And that really would have produced a run if Alberto was a step faster because that ground out to third, if he was a step faster and made that play at first and was able to get there safely, that scored Santana. And it's little plays like that that will add up eventually and will help you be a really good team. And then you go to Salvador Perez, who walked in this game and was able to show some more plate discipline and was able to show off some things in this one and, and pick up where he left off in that hot streak to where he goes, one RBI, one walk, two runs scored, and two strikeouts. He's still looking for that first hit of the season, but he had some really quality at-bats in the process. And then Jorge Soler was an absolute beast. He goes two for two, two runs scored, two RBIs, a home run, two walks, and is batting one dot. Soler was amazing in this game. Hunter Dozier had a productive out in this one. Still looking for that first hit, but he had a productive out. Kyle Isbell, we talked about before, just looked like he belonged. He was not phased. 
He was not overly excited whenever he got his first major league hit, which was also an RBI. He looked like he knew, hey, I'm here. I belong here. I'm supposed to be here. I make this team better, and, and I deserve to be here. Michael A. Taylor had the best game, I think, of his career. Now, now again, I didn't watch him too closely in general in Washington, but I would find it hard to believe that in Washington he accounted for five runs, that he accounted for a five-run swing on the scoreboard with a home run. I mean, Michael A. Taylor was awesome tonight. And then Nicky Lopez was, was decent. Nicky Lopez gets called up because of Alberto Mondesi going on the IL, and Nicky Lopez has a bunt single in this contest. You know, the sack fly in the first inning to tie this game up at five. And I've started the hashtag vote Nikki campaign to try to get him to the all-star game already. So hashtag vote Nikki uh, anytime he does anything good. And maybe that was the wake up call he needed because as I mentioned on the crossover episode, that was a move that Kansas city does not make to where they have a guy in Nikki Lopez who they just want to gift wrap the job to from the word go. It was Nikki Lopez's job at second base. And yet he performed so poorly that there was no way on this earth you could give him the job. You could give him a chance. And yet, he gets sent down, and yet a injury happens, and he's right back up in the big leagues. We've seen players get sent down and then not actually fulfill their duties down there because they just have to get immediately called back up. You don't have a chore comes to mind. And, and then perform very well after that. And so maybe it was just simply a wake-up call. And it was Nicky Lopez saying, I have to change my ways, I have to change my role, and I have to change my approach at the plate, or else I'm not going to make it back here. And... We, we said it whenever he got sent down. Look, there's a real possibility here that Nicky Lopez never makes it back because it was such an out-of-the-ordinary move for Kansas City to look at the guy that they were going to gift-wrap this starting job to and then send him down because he's just been so poor without a major league at-bat this year. And maybe he can start to get some momentum here. But I was very impressed with the way that the Royals played today and battled back today, and I know that it was ugly, and I know that Brad Keller was an absolute train wreck. But again... You can play the the negative side of the offense and say, well, they're never going to score 14 runs again. Sure, if you want to say that the odds say they're not going to score 14 runs Saturday. But also, is Brad Keller in his next start going to give up five runs in the first inning? Probably not. So all in all, it was a really good game for Kansas City and a game in which last year, the year before, the year before that, the year before that, they don't come back in this game. They don't, they don't come back. They don't have the fight. They don't have the lineup. They don't have the talent to come back in this one. And yet they did. And this is the kind of game that can really propel you emotionally and, and get you in a better spot and get you in a better place to win ballgames moving forward. And you had to have it. You had to win this game. Think of your feelings about this team in the first inning of this game, the top of the first. After all the excitement, they're selling you on, we're going to be a winning ball club. They're selling you on, we want to make the playoffs this year. They're selling you on all of that stuff. And then you come out against one of the worst teams in the MLB and you get smacked around. If they would have rolled over right there, that could be one of the point, the pinpoints of this season being a total disaster and a total failure. But instead, they rallied together, they kept the line moving, and they were able to win this game. And so if this team does go on a magical run that they're not supposed to go on and go on that 2014 wild card chase run, this will be a point where these guys look back on and say, yeah, that rally in the opening day really helped lift the spirits and lift this team. This is the start of something special. It very well could be. Even though you beat a bad baseball team in Texas. But it's the way that you did it and the way you came together and the way you won this game. A lot to be excited about moving forward for this team. A lot to be excited about. And you've put yourself in a position to where you have, I would say, a 90% chance to win this series. Not only because Texas is terrible, but because I really believe that Brady Singer is going to carve this lineup up and he's going to carve them up on Sunday. I would be stunned if you lose that game Sunday to where now it's up to Mike Miner to be decent. Be, be decent enough, Mike Miner. Keep within a few runs in your start and this lineup can bail you out and this lineup can win you games and this lineup can do enough. 
And I know Texas is terrible. I know it's one game. I know if they're missing their pitchers on an already bad pitching staff. But I've seen much worse players go out there and carve up Kansas City in my lifetime than what we saw today with Kyle Gibson. I have seen much worse players than Kyle Gibson carve up this Rose team. So celebrate this win. It could be big. And coming up, we'll talk about the pitching staff in this performance outside of Brad Keller. But first, I'm going to tell you, my good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a phenomenal protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Built Bar is an amazing tasting protein bar. It tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. They are amazing, folks. They have 100% chocolate on the outside. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Great for the keto diet. Try them out today at BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. It's Built Bar March Madness. We're trying to crown the very best tasting protein bar, so go vote at BuiltBar.com or on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. The championship matchup is between Coconut Brownie Chunk and Cookies and Cream. These are both my two favorites, so I'm glad they made it here. They both belong here. They're both the top two flavors, in my opinion. And I have to lean Cookies and Cream. Stuff the ballot boxes for Cookies and Cream the same way that you're going to vote for Nikki Lopez and stuff the ballot boxes for Nikki Lopez to be in the All-Star Game. Hashtag vote Nikki. Hashtag vote Nikki. Hashtag vote Cookies and Cream. Go to BuiltBar.com to vote. And whenever you do and order yourself some uh, Built Bars, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast. If you're the type of baseball fan that cannot help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you. It is Locked on MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aram Layton. It's the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. Follow Locked on MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcast from. Let's talk about the pitchers in this one. And I think that Mike Matheny did a good job with the bullpen. In this game, he was not afraid to use his guys and, and do what was necessary to get the win in each and every high leverage spot. Now, the the big question mark for me was out of Keller. Whenever he gives up the five spot in the first, and you take him out uh, about a, a batter into the second, or now into the second, I should say, you take him out in that spot there, and you go to Kyle Zimmer. Now Zimmer gets a massive strikeout, which made any 2012 uh, Royals fan extremely happy. He gets a massive strikeout. But it felt like in that scenario, that's kind of exactly why you have Jacob Junis on the roster because you can use him as a spot starter or as a fifth rotational piece for now and you have enough off days to combat starting him right now and putting him in this game out of the pin and letting him go long relief. However, they decide to bullpen it and have a bullpen day today with the off day tomorrow. It kind of will not hurt them too much because you do have that off day to recover tomorrow. And they go with Zimmer into Carlos Hernandez who had a shaky start his first inning of work, and then from there goes 1-2-3, 1-2-3, pitches very, very good. The Jesse Hahn, who again got into a little bit of a jam, but got out of it fine and was perfectly good for the rest of his outing. And then you go from Hahn to Barlow, who Barlow looked nasty on a lot of these pitches. They were disgusting pitches, really good. But again, you're into a bit of a trouble issue area, and then you went to Holland, and Holland got you out of that trouble area in the eighth inning, and then Holland got in trouble of his own in the ninth inning, and then guess what? Wade Davis got you out of it. And Wade Davis gets his first save back in a Royals uniform, and the bullpen flexed their muscles. This is a good bullpen. This is a really good bullpen. Imagine this bullpen if your starter can go five innings, six innings. Didn't even pitch Josh Dalmont today. And I think that Jake Brintz can have a really nice role too, and he did not pitch today either. Like there's still a lot of quality arms in this Royals pen. And so we move on now to the bet of the day outcome brought to you by our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. I took Royals minus one and a half. That obviously cashes in. My beat the streak pick 
Now, it's a bit different this year, but this than last year, we could pick any player at any time. We only can pick the player once a series. So I use my one Whit Merrifield card in game one. And Whit Merrifield comes through. He gets three hits today. Of course, it only counts as one streak. So I'm on a one-game winning streak on the Beat the Streak pick. I picked Whit Merrifield. Now, you can play along at home and tweet at me your Beat the Streak every single day at Lockdown Royals, where I'm going to tweet out my weekend predictions. Of course, I'll do the weekday predictions on the show. And we'll keep track all year long, and we'll see who can have the longest winning streak and who can predict the most amount of correct answers on the Beat the Streak picks. And that's, of course, you pick one batter per game, and they try to get the hit, and you can only pick them once per series. So, of course, on Saturday on Twitter, on Lockdown Royals, I cannot pick with Merrifield. The style star of the game is Michael A. Taylor. He deserves it. I talked so bad about him this offseason, and he came out and shut me up in game one. Not what we expect moving forward from him. Like, we should not expect this effort from him every single day. But still, a good foot foot forward, and I think the best debut in Royals history. I mean, Brett Eibner had a good debut, but Michael A. Taylor, for sure, had a great one. This game felt very 2014-2015. I mean, it felt very... Very good to get this win in the fashion that they got it in. And you have to win this series. You have to beat up on the Rangers if you want to be a competitive team and you want to be that playoff caliber team. And you saw their path to being a playoff team. Imagine this team if they get the starter going five innings and then you can turn it to a collection of Barlow, Holland, Hahn, Davis, Stamont, now Hernandez is in the mix, Zimmer's in there. Like, imagine this team. When that bullpen can be used as a bullpen and not as a hodgepodge of starters to bridge the gap per inning, right? And then this lineup is deep. I mean, this lineup is really good. I think Kyle Isbell is really good. I think Kyle Isbell will produce day in and day out. And then Michael A. Taylor, again, if he's just below average, that really helps your lineup out a ton. And then eventually, you'll supplant Nicky Lopez with Mondesi, and you'll be even better. I mean, the big question mark was Benatendi, and he looked good today. Like, that was the best one for five you can ever have. Like, if you watch the game, you know what I mean. That was the best one for five at the plate you can ever have. So, of course, coming up in this series on Saturday, the Royals will have Mike Miner on the bump on Sunday. They'll have Brady Singer check in on Twitter at Lockdown Royals uh, for the Beat the Streak picks, for the Bet of the Day picks, and for all my live tweets throughout every single game on Twitter will be at Lockdown Royals. We've got to survive yet another off day this Friday because, of course, as we revamp this season, you always have these built-in off days for weather. But we will survive, and Saturday will be even sweeter. This team's going to be so much fun to watch. It was already fun to watch in Game 1. I cannot wait for the future of this season and the second season covering this team. I'm so grateful we get paid to watch the Royals every single day. That's awesome. And we had our biggest week ever last week. Let's try to do that again this week and next week. This is Locked On Royals, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. They got their first win on the March to 80 wins. Hey, 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 folks, be good and be good to one another.